from Bob Youngfield, this is USF Football, Tom Frederick, Tim Hyatt, Chad Berger. We've just, it's been our pleasure to bring you the USF win over Minot State, 7 nothing today. The only touchdown came with 2.54 to go in the third quarter. Adam Mullen connected on a 14-yard throw to Jalen Taylor, capping a nine-play, 77-yard drive that took over four minutes off the clock. That drive was keyed by a 42-yard run from Dylan Rudnigan on that possession. The point after by Nick Hernandez, his 99th of his career, accounts for all the scoring. 7-0. Cougars beat Minot State. And uh, it's 10 in a row for USF over the Beavers here. And since the two teams entered, or the two schools entered the league together as a pair in 2012, Sioux Falls now sits at 87 and 27. Minot is 20 and 93. That's about 67 and a half games difference in the standings. Sioux Falls wins it. I think people, Tim, when they take a look at this score, are going to raise their eyebrows. But if, if I'm Coach Glagowski, and the rest of the team, his staff, the players, I don't care. A win's a win is a win. Well, exactly. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a defense that had given up about 255 yards per game on the ground, and they hold an option team to 156 yards today. They've got to be thrilled about that effort against the run game. And anytime you get a shutout, you're happy. And anytime you get a win, you're even more happy. And the Cougars are glad to be 2-2 two and two with uh, some big games coming up. None more important than next week's homecoming key to the city matchup with Augustana. 7 nothing. the final here. Normally we have plen- plenty of scores to give you from the game, but nothing happened. Yeah. I mean, Sioux Falls... If, if you just joined us, you missed the scoring summary. <laughs> yeah. That touchdown throw, 14 yards, Mullen to Taylor in the third quarter accounts for all the scoring. Sioux Falls with two takeaways, a fumble recovery by Preston Yonke, and a interception by Connor Aldrich. Cougars gave it away once. Adam Mullen separated from the football in the fourth quarter. But the defense bending but not breaking. Getting a shutout for the first time in 12 games. And we've got coming up Coach Glagowski, hopefully a player or two, scores from around the league and all the stats when we return here on Fox Sports, KWS. From Bob Young Field, the University of Sioux Falls has just defeated Minot State 7-0 in an NSIC showdown. 7-0. Who'd have thunk that score, guys? We're joined by a couple of captains, defensive linemen. Guys started at end today, Amari Groskoff and Cal Botsford. Amari, your thoughts on a 7-0 shutout victory? Hey, it came out expectedly. Like, we did not plan for it, but it came out to everybody executing and doing their job. I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you win, it doesn't matter how it is. If it's pretty ugly, get the job done. That's what it's all about. You're playing a triple option team today. You don't see those very often. How do you think you did? I felt we did good. Everybody fell in love with their assignment throughout the week. I mean, we had a little bit of trouble in practice, but over some time, like towards the end of the week, we really got it down. Everybody got locked in. Cal Botsford? Yeah, kind of. To piggyback off what Amari said, um, I mean, no one tries to, like, everyone tries to do a shutout, but um, the biggest thing is everyone's just trying to do their job. If everyone does their job, especially against this kind of an offense and tackles, brings their feet, um, we'll be set and we'll be pretty good to go. So, What is the most difficult thing about defending the triple option from your guys' perspective? I would say doing it every single play. Um, 
you know, you're, everyone wants to go make a tackle. Everyone wants to celebrate big plays or whatever. Um, you just got to wait for them to come to you. Always be prepared. Um, I mean, I don't remember the exact same, but Coach Close always like, don't wish for the big play or something, but just be prepared when it comes for you. Um, and that's the biggest thing is every single play, your eyes and hands and everything has to be disciplined. Um, if everyone does their job, they should stop them, which we did most of the time today. So your guys' position group has been hit pretty hard by the injury bug, which led to you playing a new position this week, Amari. How was that, playing defensive end for the I mean, first time? It was pretty awesome. It wasn't really much different. I just had to, you know, think a little bit more than normal. But I felt great being on the outside on the island. I don't know about the other team, but, I mean, it was kind of a big thing for me to being able to put that on film. And not a whole lot different because there really weren't a lot of opportunities to rush the quarterback anyway, so you were kind of doing a similar thing that you're used to, correct? Correct. Yeah. Cal, you started your career as well on the interior or the defensive line you're not playing and how's the adjustment been for you uh awesome i mean i don't really probably have the typical dn body build but that's all right <laughs> um i would just say it's fun i mean it's kind of similar especially in this defense i mean you got to get in guys faces play physical um i mean you could say it's harder whatever you just get used to it um yeah, I'm excited to be outside or inside. Maybe linebacker. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the Cougars win at 7 nothing today. What was going through everybody's mind, Amari, uh, as you were in halftime? Zip, zip, no score. Honestly, we go into every game, no matter if it's 14 to 35, the first half, we always go into the second half believing that it's 0-0 and that we have to come out play our best second half of ball. I mean, and it's not always about how you start. Yeah, we want to start fast, but it's more or less about how you finish, and we knew that we had to come out and finish no matter what. When your offense wasn't generating any points today, did you feel even additional pressure on the defensive side? Oh, no, we love a defensive game. Like, that's what we want. We want the game to be on our backs because we know defense wins championships. Like, that's just our motto and the way we look at every single game. Amari Groskoff, captain on this ball club from Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, Cal Botsford was in here earlier. He's a captain as well. He's from Sussex, Wisconsin. And now one of the guys who forced a turnover today from Rockford, Illinois, cornerback Connor Aldrich joins us. This is a team that didn't throw the ball very often, and they hadn't suffered any interceptions this year. Yet you got one, Connor. Talk about your pick. Oh, shoot. It was just an all-week kind of thing working with Coach Cap and the other DBs where we had to just, you know, keep our eyes in the right spot, stay disciplined, even kind of learning kind of a new technique but still the same one, just adjusting. And, you know, I guess uh, we worked for the outcome, and the outcome came to us. Yeah, you know, the play, it kind of happened right in front of us here uh, about the 35-40 yard line, and you were in great coverage, and it looked to me like you didn't even get your head turned. The ball fell right into your hands. Yeah, yeah. Kind of one of those uh, opportunities that falls right yeah. right in your lap. So yeah, great. it was. I mean, shoot, we do we do a drill during practice where, you know, we got to play through the hands, and it's, it's very seldom they say we can turn around, but that was just one of the one of the opportunities where I felt I was hip-to-hip in phase, got my head around, and literally split second like that, the ball was just, I guess, in my lap, so... You'll take it. Yep. <laughs> Truth be told, your unit has struggled this year through three games, giving up a lot of points, a lot of yards today, yeah. a shutout, and they didn't come anywhere near their rushing average. Total offense today, Minot had 201 yards. Oh, yeah. Did you dream that this was possible leading up to this contest? I mean... Maybe not dream, but you know, I, was, I like to be optimistic. I like to, I like to, you know, motivate our guys all week. You know, Coach Cap has been saying to us not to get bored, not to get bored. And I'll tell you what, there's definitely times in that game where we we definitely got bored, maybe a little lackadaisical and a little complacent. But it was just where even if you know I was bored or somebody else was bored, someone down the bench is telling us, you know, just stick to that mindset. You know, we can't let those big plays happen. I don't think we really uh really let them happen. So that's what we were striving for. How big was it for you guys to get back to 500? 
leading into next week's game with the key to the city on the uh, line? It's, it's big. You know, it gives us uh, momentum. You know, I feel like we got a, a head in our shoulders. I feel like we made big strides for the defense, which I'm proud of my guys. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a, a confidence builder. Connor Aldrich, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, it. Connor. Number 14 from the secondary, a junior from uh, Rockford, Illinois, picked off a pass today. Now let's go to the offensive side of the ball. This young man with his second 100-yard rushing day of his career, and it was a big one today, much needed by this offense. Dylan Rudnigan out of Sunburg, Minnesota, congratulations on the victory. Thank Number you, sir. one, you get back to 500 at two wins and two losses. What's your running style? Describe it for us. Um, I'll just say get vertical, get first downs, and a big philosophy of mine that I take personally is not go down on first contact and break the defense. So, At your size, do you think you have an advantage? Are you tough to locate out there? Absolutely. I hide behind those uh, <laughs> big 6'9", Yukon, and just let them do the work. So, Today, 100 and how many? 131. 131, career a career high at uh, bookend your 109 against Mary two weeks ago. Uh, you've got some big shoes to fill. The entire running back room has big shoes to fill with the loss of Reisdorfer and, and Freeman. Your guys' thoughts coming into this season, how you were going to go about that? Um, I took that very personal because before Thorough even, we had uh, Max Mickey and Gabe Watson, and it's just been a tradition of excellence here, and I didn't take that lightly all offseason, and um, it's honestly an honor to be able to do that, to fill their shoes, because they're pretty stand-up guys, and they showed it on the field every day, so they showed me how to do it, and now we're just going to keep going. So on the what turned out to be the game-winning drive, it was a 42-yard run by you that set up that uh, lone touchdown in the ballgame. Go take us through that run, because it was one of those patient kind of deals, and then all of a sudden, there was an opening. Yeah, it was uh, just power, you know, and um, just they said just be patient, and those old linemen up there and the tight ends, they opened that thing up, and it was pretty easy. All you got to do is run through and just run as hard as you can, so it wasn't... Uh, wasn't uh, much to it. So. Yeah. And then your offensive line on the final drive, as you're taking the clock down, you guys just kind of imposed your will. That's how we talked about it on the radio here mm -hmm. in the last five minutes of the game. A couple of times where you needed to get two, three yards, and those guys up front just, just did the job for you. Yeah, I'd uh, take those guys over anybody in the SIC if, like, they'll gut it out for me, and I know I'll do it for them. And, like, you can look in their eyes, and they'll say, I got you, and they'll do it. So it's, it's awesome running behind those guys. He's number 22 in your program, Dylan Rudnigan, with a 135-yard day-to-day. No touchdowns for him, but uh, i got to ask you, you have a younger brother in the program. What's it like having a sibling on the same team? Uh, it's it's awesome because just because the age difference, we never got to play in high school. And um, it's cool. Like, he... Uh, I uh, walked on here and kind of earned my stripes here, and uh, he's doing almost the same thing. So I get to show him what to do, and I know he's looking up to me, and it's just awesome being able to see, like, be best friends with my brother again, you know. So He's linebacker Isaac Rudnigan, and how did he describe himself to me on the sideline the other day? I think he said he's the big little brother. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, thank you very much. Thanks, Appreciate it. And we'll be back. We'll have Coach Kuligowski and his comments this victory, 7 nothing over Minot State when we come back right after this here on Fox Sports KWSN. Welcome back to the post game at Bob Young Field. USF has defeated Minot State 7-0. Joined now by Coach Jim Glagowski. 
Coach Cole, just how proud of this defense are you today getting a shutout? First one in uh, 12 games. Well, yeah, I'm extremely proud of the defense. I'm actually proud of the offense and special teams. And that was a, it was one of those games today where it was tight all the way through. And um, it took a lot of focus and, and effort. And, um, you know, give a lot of credit to, to Minot and Coach Shields. Those guys were prepared. And they run a very unique offense. And, and uh, I, I certainly did not think when I woke up this morning to the overcast rain and wind, it was going to be, actually, I thought it was going to be maybe 7 nothing, but more turnovers and all that. But the way it turned out at the Bob here, it was a beautiful day. And um, just really proud of the kids for gutting it out. Do you think the defense fell asleep at all against this triple option? Did they mind their business? Did they play their roles to the hilt? I really think they did. And, you know, obviously you're practicing against a certain look. And they did some nice wrinkles where they had some counter-reverse option stuff, which is, you know, what you got to see it to defend it. And, and we saw it the first time they got us. I think he had one of his longest runs. And the quarterback reversed out and went back the other way with the two polars. But our, I'll tell you what, I'm really impressed with our defensive coaching staff from Coach Cap, Coach Littlejohn, Coach McCall, Coach Taylor, and Coach Buto. Those guys were their tails off all week. Um, their plan was really good, and they stuck to the plan. I think we had two calls the whole day, you know, and it was just about executing. And so sometimes the boring, mundane is what you need, and that's what they did. You got uh, some big play from a couple of the guys that haven't had a lot of chance to play in this program. Preston Yonke had a couple of added balls at the line, recovered a fumble, and then in, on the key fourth quarter series after the fumble, Garrett Hoffman made two great plays from the safety position on that uh, option play, uh, came up and made great stops. Got to be happy and proud of those guys stepping up in those situations. You know, I really am, and it, it's funny because it was like it was a different dude wearing number 20 out there today, or 55, or all those guys. You could literally see them gaining confidence, and versus the, oh gosh, here we go again on their faces, maybe a couple times early in the season, to today, they're they're pumping the crowd up, they're fired up, they're having fun, and, and that's all you want. And, you know, you get some experience, you have some success, and, and obviously it gives you a chance to feel good about what you're doing, and um, yeah, just really pleased. I mean, all of them, they all, we played so many guys today that stepped up, and it was definitely a team win, and just, yeah, I can't say enough. Those guys have been through a lot, and, uh, you know, to see them have some success, uh, especially here at home, it was good to see. Truth be told, the Minot defense showed up better than expected today as well, keeping your offense in check most of the way. Yeah, it definitely was a day of defenses, and uh, give those guys credit. You know, we uh, we really struggled to move the ball. I don't I don't know what we ended up with total yardage wise and all that, but um, seventy for three twenty three. Jeez, that's probably more yardage than we had the last two weeks. I think we I don't know if we cracked over three hundred the last couple weeks, but yeah, go figure. And you know, football is funny. As soon as you think it's going to be a shootout, this and that, it's a what did you say since 1936? 1937. <laughs> yeah. last, the last... lowest scoring victory for the Sioux Falls. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, I, nobody expected that, but especially in today's day and age. But because uh, the wind was a little bit of a factor, but not like crazy, you know. And so, um, you know, we had some struggles with the punting game. Obviously, uh, Seamus wasn't able to go today, and so we had a couple different punters out there. And that was, I think, I don't know when the last time a, a team had three different punters. <laughs> we had three different guys kick the ball today. That's crazy in its own right. So who knew? Hernandez, Dean, <laughs> and Schneider. Yeah. And Hernandez, I thought, had a heady play when the ball was snapped over his head back in the first half. He kicked it out of bounds. It cost you half the distance to the goal, but he evaded a scoop and score, a potential scoop and score. Yeah, I mean, that's what we talk about. If you can't get to it, make sure they can't get to it. And I I wasn't, I knew it was a penalty. I wasn't sure what it was, uh, you know, half the distance, obviously, because they were inside the, whatever they were, the 25. But, um, yeah, it was, I mean, unfortunately, we put ourselves in a tough situation a couple times with some miscues, and you know, that's all part part of it we got to clean it up but uh i spent a lot of time talking to those guys the last couple of days about uh you know every opportunity is independent of the last one so just because such and such happened last week doesn't mean it's going to happen this week and i think that this is a great example of that and you know kudos to the kids and the coaches they did a great job this week uh 
I mentioned it in my discussion with Dylan Rudnigan. There's been a bevy of backs through here the last decade or more. A couple of decades. I've been doing it 25 years. They've had some standout running backs. It appears to me that Dylan Rudnigan, Matt Grzybowski, they're picking up the, the mantle, if you will, and running with it. They're, they're giving you everything you need out of that backfield. They really are. And I, I will say this. Um I just had a vibe, you know. I, I remember watching. I was when I was at Mankato last year. Dylan, I think, and Grizz were on special teams, and the attitude and the fight they showed on that sideline, you know, because they're shorter stature guys. And I just remember saying, "Yeah, those guys are tough little cookies, right?" I mean, <laughs> those guys are kind of tough. And then obviously I get the job here, and those guys just have a look on their face that they just want to run through you rather than talk to you. And um, man, they run hard, and they're tough to tackle, and they don't stop their feet, and they just grind, grind, and grind. And um, it's just awesome to see kids have success because they. You know, you can say a lot of people deserve it or whatever, but uh, it's nice to see those guys have some success after uh, the work they put in. You did make a switch in the second half from Cam Dean to Adam Mullen. Adam Mullen ends up throwing uh, the only touchdown pass of the game. Uh, was it was it a situation where you're just trying to spark the offense a little bit, or what was the, the mindset there? You know, it's interesting, and I give a lot of credit to Mankato with Coach Hoffner, but um, the one thing that I learned when I was at Minnesota State is is that no one's untouchable. No one's, you know, above the, the team and all that stuff, and this is nothing against Cam at what's Whatsoever. But if a guy's not playing well and the next guy has needs an opportunity who's performed well in practice, he gets you get an opportunity. And a lot of times the quarterback gets a pass on that kind of stuff. But I don't. I think our, our guys respect that. And I, I get a shout-out today to Jalen Taylor and to uh, Adam Mullen in the locker room after the game because both those guys have had some ups and downs and it hasn't gone probably the way they, they anticipated it. But for those guys to step in and make plays, I, that was just awesome to see. And unfortunately, Jalen ended up getting dinged up and couldn't go back in. But those guys really gave us a spark. And, um, you know, I know uh, I think Cal tried to emulate my uh, comment, but what I always say is, instead of sitting there praying for the opportunity, how about you pray you're prepared and the opportunity presents itself? And um, I'll give credit to those kids, man. They've been great team guys. They haven't been a distraction. Adam Mullins handled everything with class, and I'm happy to see him have some success today, too. You mentioned Jalen Taylor. He's a wide receiver from Phoenix, Arizona. He's been battling a foot injury most of his time here. He get a nice, what, 11-yard yep, end around reverse. reverse, and then on the next play, pass it could have just as easily been picked off by Big B of Minot. He's not distracted by the defender in front of him. He catches the ball from Mullen for the only score of the game. Yeah, it was a great job concentrating. And, you know, both those kids, I pulled them aside and said, hey, just so you know, I'm really proud of you for two reasons. Number one, you made the play. But number two, you were ready when you were called upon. And that's all you can ask with these kids, man. They all care. They all want to be great. They all want to be this, you know, make the big plays. But uh, you just got to make the most of your opportunities when you get them. All right, you're at 500. How, how much of a relief is that to be at 2-2 two and two as opposed to 1-3? and three? with your homecoming opponent, Augustana, here next week? Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's a relief as much as, um, you know, I'm taking it game by game, and, and uh, you know, when I took this job, and I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity, I saw the potential, and I think it's kind of an issue that sometimes people are so, as my wife would say, everybody wants the microwave result instead of the crockpot. I knew it was going to be a crockpot, and I today was a huge step forward for a lot of guys, getting some confidence. Um, yeah, we got a big game next week. Uh, we'll, we'll start looking at film, but we certainly, like, we talked about the track game and I don't think that's had anything to do with it. I give a lot of credit to Minot. That's disingenuous if you don't give those guys credit. Um, they played their tails off and I think our defense did too and our offense made a few mistakes but that's the nature of football. But uh, I'm excited. My first key to the city game and I'm obviously familiar with Coach OJ and the staff over there and they got a nice program too and I'm really excited. It should be a great atmosphere next week. Looking forward to it yeah. and congratulations on the win. Thank you. Thanks, Cougars coach. with a shutout. 7 nothing victory over Minot State here today at Bob Young Field. Jim, take a look at those final numbers, if you would, please, sir. 
USF had 19 first downs. They had 323 yards on 70 plays, 197 yards rushing, 126 passing, 12 first downs for the Beavers of Minot State, 156 yards on 46 carries, 45 yards passing, 61 total plays for 201 yards for Minot State. Uh, turnovers, uh, Cougars win the turnover battle 2-1. to one. Both teams had a fumble, lost. The Cougars had an interception by Connor Aldrich. Sioux Falls was penalized six times for 48 yards. The Beavers penalized just twice for 10 yards. USF ends up winning the time of possession battle by about seven minutes. Cougars go three of 13 on third down, one for three on fourth down. They hold Minot to two for 13 on third down, just one for five on fourth down plays. Uh, individual leaders for the Cougars, Dylan Rudnick in 17 carries for 131 yards. Matt Grisbowski carried it 13 times for 52 yards. Cam Dean was 11 of 19 for 101 yards. Adam Mullen, 6 of 8 for 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the leading rusher for the Beavers was Miles West. He had 49 yards. Evan Lovett had 48. Dawson McCleary, 4 of 14 for 38 yards. He was picked off once. Tackle leaders for Sioux Falls. Kane McWilliams had six stops. Jake Hoke, Brendan Holt, Connor Aldrich had five. Fumble recovery today for Preston Yonke. Interception, as we talked about, with Connor Aldrich. Uh, leading tackler for Minot State was Carson Psycho. He was in on nine stops. He had a sack. Emmett Espino had seven tackles as well as two sacks to lead the Beavers. Sioux Falls with the win, 7-0 over Minot. They end a three-game home losing streak. That had never happened before. They yeah. had lost three in a row the last two last season and the first game this year, and now it's ten consecutive wins over Minot State. And as everybody was sitting around here scratching their head, nobody saw this coming, but here's the man with the famous line of the day. A win is a win is a win. You'll take it however right. you can, Chad Berger. Absolutely. And, you know, I think Coach mentioned that here today, too. You know, a seven nothing win, uh, same thing as a forty nine to forty eight win. Um, you you have to score more points than the opponent. Uh, Cougars defense obviously with came up really really big today. I'll say, and uh, I didn't see anybody on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, Sten Broughton in the first half, yes. he left with injury, and Coach. Uh, Glagowski mentioned Jalen Taylor got dinged late in the game as well. Did you happen to see what happened there? I didn't see uh, Taylor's injury. Um, I did notice the Cougars shuffled in a few uh, offensive linemen throughout the game. Uh, Tyler Eukin got a little bit of time at Saw right tackle. At yeah, you he know, was out there on that last drive. He, he was in there a little bit in the first at the end of the first half okay. as well. Um, you know, I think that's probably more of an injury prevention type of thing because Ramaker, Ramaker was, was yeah, he, he was coming back from an injury. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought the Cougars, uh, you know, looked pretty healthy over on the sideline today. All right. They're now 2-2. Two and two. Augustana coming in next week. Key to the city on the line. Vikings, Vikings are 4-0. They held on to beat Moorhead 31-27 today across town at Augie's homecoming. Could you guys be any more excited? Uh, I, I'm pretty excited. Uh, are you going to go any facial hair changes here this week, Tom? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I, I might I might go mustache. We'll see we'll see what Ooh. I end up with. Uh, tr what? Trim the beard after. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. We'll see what I do tonight. But, uh, <laughs> trim the beard and be get rid of the beard <laughs> if you're going with a mustache. Well, you'll, you'll see. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to end up like, but uh, we'll do a little bit of Keeping silent us on here. Our toes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with what got me here: <laughs> long hair and a beard. Guys, great work. Appreciate it. Your efforts today. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Seven nothing. Sioux Falls with the win over Minot State. Cougars go to two and two on the year. Minot State drops to zero and four. USF will host Augustana next Saturday at one. Pre-game at twelve thirty. While these Beavers of Minot will entertain Wayne State next Saturday at one, up almost in Canada. <laughs> That'll do it for Tim and Chad. Coach Glagowski and our post-game guests, Amari Groskoff, Cal Botsford, Connor Aldrich, and Dylan Rudnigan. This is Tom Frederick saying thanks so much for listening to USF Athletics here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and kwsn.com.